and welcome to another episode of the quest for new inspiration. My name is Katie Mashler and I'm here to share another one of my amazing guests with you today. Today's episode features Shannon Miller. She is a licensed clinical social worker who owns a private niche practice who focuses on attending to mental health needs of Americans living overseas. During this episode, we discuss an addiction to happiness and so much more. I hope this episode inspires you as much as it's inspired me. Pretty. <laughs> there you are. The floor is yours. Okay. So my name is Shannon Miller. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I'm the owner and clinical director of Apricity Behavioral Health which is a private practice um, mental health clinic that serves um, expats living overseas right now. And then I'm also the co-founder and CEO of an app that's in development called Life. I love that. I have a friend that is currently in school studying that, and I am very jealous. So that is kind of a dream career of mine. What kind of got you started in it? Um, So... My husband and I have lived overseas for about six, <coughs> sorry, about 16 years. And during my time overseas, we saw a lot of mental health issues that would go unaddressed, not only within the host nation, but specifically with the Americans that we were overseas with. Um, and so it just kind of became a passion of mine because one of the ancillary duties of the job that I was doing was sort of, you know, counseling and talking to people and just that sort of thing. And it grew into where all day, every day, I was more in a counseling position, although I had no qualifications to be doing that. And I thought, you know what, let's formalize this. Let's get some real skills behind it and some letters behind my name that says I'm actually qualified to do this. That's awesome. Um, what kind of, I guess, with that given career choice, what kind of motivates you to stay positive, even though like everything might be a little bit on the negative side? Um, well, I firmly, firmly believe that everybody has exactly what they need already inside of them. The concept of the inner healing intelligence, that if we can quiet the chatter, peel away the layers, you know exactly what it is that you have to do to heal yourself. It's just a matter of being able to access that. And so that's a lot of the work that I do is peeling back the layers, you know, for lack of a better word, sort of processing things that allows you to get to what you know to be your authentic truth. And then sometimes it's a matter of timing or courage or something to take action on that. But ultimately, we all know what we need. I love that authentic truth. Um, what is kind of, I guess, there's always been a stigma around mental health. What's kind of like the authentic truth that you'd want people to know about mental health? That we need to move away from our addiction to happiness. There's a couple of things here. So this is where I get on my soapbox a little bit, where we need to move away from our addiction to happiness, because as we treat happiness as an addiction, we also treat it as a destination that we're always trying to get to. I'll be happy when, I'll be happy if, right? It's as if there's this recipe. And if we follow this recipe at the end, there's the pot of gold known as happiness. Well, that's dangerous in a couple of ways because one, it assumes that there's nothing to be happy about now, right? You're so focused driving down the highway to happiness. You can't see the happiness that exists all around you. 
the other thing is you never quite reach that destination. You know, it's that, that exit that's just, you know, five more miles, five more miles down the road. You never quite get there. While at the same time, we're addicted to it, right? So we're always in this race to get to this thing that we never quite accomplish. And so what we have to do is accept the full emotional spectrum. You've got to accept that sadness, loneliness, grief, anger, all the things that are sort of on what we would call that negative end of the emotional spectrum are just as much a part of the human experience as the happiness, the joy, the excitement, the other things that we like to feel. So it's sort of redefining, not the meaning of life, but what it means to have good mental health. That's amazing. I love that. Um, what would you, what's some advice that you kind of, even though you can't really do a full therapy session over this podcast, but a quick little advice for somebody who might be struggling with their mental health. Depends on what their mental health issue is, actually. <laughs> Can you do generically? <laughs> um, well, I would say just exactly that is that you already know what you need to do to heal. It's then just addressing the stumbling blocks that prevent you from taking action on that thing that you know to be your truth. And that's no small thing, right? That can be years of work to getting to that. Also, letting go of the criticism for the times that we are angry, sad, resentful, all those things that like we kind of wish we weren't, we are. It's not an either or. It's not... Um. You can either be happy or sad. No, I can be both at the same time. It's an and sort of situation, right? I can be angry and grateful at the same oh, time. Wow. We can have two opposing emotions at the exact same time. And some of the trick to that is learning to hold those both at the same time. What's a good kind of, I guess, mantra that you would say kind of goes along with that to keep that in mind? I'm okay. I was born okay. And I remain okay. I am okay. That's it. like, there's no, there's no part of you that is bad. There is nothing you can feel that is bad or unwelcome. It's all okay. And it's all welcome. If you really want to dig into it, then it's looking at, okay, what are the thoughts that are feeding this feeling? Right. Because what happens is there's something that happens and we have a feeling and a reaction. There's actually another step hidden in there. There's something happens and then there's this thing that happens and it can be just a nanosecond or it can take a while. It's your thought. It's what you think of that. What's the message you give yourself? What's the meaning you make out of that thing happening that leads to the feeling? So take, for example, you apply for a job. You go through like four levels of interviews and you are all about like, yes, it's mine. Just come on, give me the offer. And then you get the call of they gave it to somebody else. Okay. Instantly, the feeling is defeat, agony, you know, all that sort of stuff. But there was a step in between there of what's the meaning that you make. Probably I failed. What didn't I do good enough? I'm not good enough. Right. And it happens lightning fast. And so then that's actually what leads to feet, defeat and agony and sadness and all of those other things. Because if we change that thought 
didn't get the job, right? So the stimuli is exactly the same. I didn't get the job. But what if you told yourself that meant, oh, that means I'm going to get this job, or that means greater things are coming for me. You'd be a bit more accepting of it, right? And it wouldn't, the depth of the pain wouldn't be the same, right? So it's that meaning that you make out of situations that's a direct feel to those feelings. I can totally relate to that exact feeling right now. <laughs> yep. Yep. And let's um, face it, it's not a switch that you flip either. It's a practice, yeah. right? Like even me, I sit and I talk about this stuff all day, every day. And sometimes I suck at it myself where it's just like, oh man, you know, and then I got to go back and I remind myself of it. And even then, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes I just want to feel bad. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what is one last piece of advice you have to share with us today? Don't put off your mental health. That self-care mental health is a component of taking care of yourself. Um, if sometimes it just feels good to talk to somebody that you don't need to have these outstanding oppressive traumas that happen in order to justify getting therapy. Sometimes you just need a space, what I call, like, sometimes I just serve as the emotional trash cans. <laughs> just give me all your stuff, put it here so that when we're done, you can go back and face your life, right? Because pain needs a witness. And sometimes you just need that person to look at you and say, that's terrible, you know, or you just need somebody to empathize with you. That's all you really need. So taking care of your mental health doesn't have to be preceded by an overwhelming trauma or abuse or like you hate your mother or anything weird, you know, it just, you just want to talk to somebody that's not a friend. That's not a partner, you know, that's it. Well, if anybody wants to learn more about you or reach out, where can they go? So I'm on apricitybehavioralhealth.com. And it's where we're at. Um, I'm seeing clients that are in Pennsylvania and currently living outside of America. I have other therapists as well in the practice that are licensed in other states and in other countries as well. Perfect. Well, so I, we're kind of a little bit everywhere. Well, I will put that in the show notes for people who want to learn more. And that is it for this week's episode. I truly hope this episode leaves some positive impact for you. And if it does, please let me know. I love to hear the impact of these podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in. It truly does mean the world to me. As this is a new season, I want to send a call to action to all my listeners. If you are a teacher, coach, or mentor, and you have a story to share, send it my way. I love to hear new stories of inspiration. And for more inspiration, make sure to tune in next time.